Ladies and gentlemen, episode number 170 of the Vex on Vex podcast, simulcasting on YouTube and Facebook's As We Speak. Multiple platforms. What's up, Dave? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What's the title of today's program? Supplemental program today will be deemed No Show Radio. No Show Radio. Why No Show Radio? Because we ordered equipment for the show that was supposed to be here for the last episode. Yesterday. And it no-showed. So today it's here. And today it's here. And also because Starscream was supposed to play the Jackson in tonight. <laughs> and unfortunately, <laughs> there is no fucking show. No fucking show. So for those reasons, here we are doing no show radio. So what was in your truck when you got in the truck today? I got it. <laughs> see, <laughs> that makes it sound bad. Like there was like some creepy fucking thing. But you could say a non-creepy. All right, listen, I'm going to cut you off, motherfucker. I ask you a question. I'm cutting you off. Go ahead. There's a guy. There's a guy. There's a guy, and the guy keeps sending, well, hasn't admitted, sending me threatening voicemails. Like, threatening. Like, he's a drug addict. I know he's a heroin addict. So I'm going to fucking get you, motherfucker. Well, this is nah. a dude you know. Right? He used to work for me. Okay. He used to work for me. And so, I'll get out to my Cadillac in the morning, and I'll double-click it, and I look in the back seat before I get in. You're making sure. Is that fucked up? That's fucked up, right? I don't think anybody with a drug problem is going to spend that much effort. You know, I think so. I agree with you. Like, I feel like I feel like it's going to be like a more impulsive thing. Like, he might take a swing if he sees you on the street. I don't think he's out there plotting and planning and hiding in your back seat. You don't know. Eventually, dude, you're going to need your fix. You can't spend hours in the back seat when you're drunk. And then uh, Firepants had expressed to me. She was like, "Well, what if he pulls a gun or tries to shoot you or something?" And I'm like, "He's a junkie." He yeah. can't afford a gun. He's going to sell that gun for drugs before he ever sees it. Well, him. if he has a gun, which I don't think he has a gun, he would have already sold it for, like, fucking heroin. That's what I'm saying. So there's Why no gun. And then, all right, I'm not, I'm not going into it. But, yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck yeah, that guy. Maybe you should get into it. <laughs> I feel like it's, all right. <laughs> that didn't take much coaxing. I'm not going to say it. Fuck you. Um, No, <laughs> I, I grew up a Howard Stern fan. Okay. And I love Artie Lang, right? Oh, so yeah. Artie Lang would get at the Howard Stern show and then, like, admit to felonies and yeah. shit that he did. I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? But Marty was awesome. I uh this guy with the drug problem worked for me in my company. He initially was a landscaper. And he wasn't a bad landscaper, but he was always chiseling me for like an extra twenty or an extra ten, which drug addicts tend to do. Yeah. And we drive back from the thing, he's like, you can just drop me off at K and A. I'm gonna go visit my brother's kids. Now, I don't know where his fucking brother's kids live. So I'm like, okay, K and A, right? Well, eventually I figure out oh, that's where the heroin is, you know. Yeah. I don't know how you didn't know that. But. And then I think he uh, he quit or something, and the season ended or whatever, and we didn't think about it. Did you? Do you have Tiffany's number? I do. Text her. Let her know we're live. I didn't. I didn't text her. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. F minus. So anyway, yeah, she has no idea we have a show right now. Okay. So then he came back, I think, the next season, and he started to work for a while, and then he disappeared again. And this time he went to rehab because he's a fucking drug addict. Drug addicts, you know, he went to rehab. And then he came back from rehab and came here and apologized. Not that I gave a fuck. I was like, fuck that guy. I'm not concerned. You know what I mean? It's not a thing for me, Dave. Like, yeah. you don't want to work here, don't work here. So he apologized. I was like, that's fine. He's like, come back to work. I'm like, of course you can. And then he, this is four years ago at this point. He had me, he said, my mother's roof is leaking. And I was like, okay. And I Ooh. went over and we had talked about fixing it and all. And even if it was repaired or if it wasn't repaired, you get a 12-month no-leak warranty. That's how it works. 24 months later, he reaches out to me. He's like, you got to come back and fix this fucking roof and you have to give me the money. And did I take money? 
I don't know. Did I take money? Did she hire us? He's a drug addict. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So now he just leaves me these threatening voicemails all the time. It hasn't since like Halloween. Halloween was kind of the last one, but it was a full year of like, hey, that get you, that's, that's, you, that's your dedication, dude. That's solid. If we were not using the phones for the simulcasting and the new camera was charged, I would play you a voicemail. Multiple platforms. Simulcasting. That's so good. I, that, that's amazing. Why is it amazing? I, it's just, I mean, how many people have some crazy asshole, you know, sending them angry voicemails on the on the regular on the regular it's been since it's you know, since halloween so it's all right so he stopped since halloween but how regular were they coming in before that every few months and then it would be like it a wasn't week. like once a week like no it'd be like every few months for like a week like every night you get one or something that's amazing and then he would go away for five months or four months or something and then come back again i got a i got there's like and that, but here's the thing there's a bunch of gibberish messages the first message it would come in around midnight ish and, and I haven't blocked, so I wouldn't even get the message. I'd have to hear it later. And then there'd be a, a midnight, maybe 12.15 message, a 12.20 message, but they're just gibberish. I didn't save them. Only where he was threatening to actually cause me bodily harm are the ones that I kept, because they're amazing. And then there's another story. He, I took him on a job with Paul, right? Our bass player. Not your bass player, my bass player at Starscream. And we had to pull five gallon buckets filled with concrete up ropes on the side of a building to stucco a huge building. Gary was on that job, your guitar player. And Paul is so strong that his left arm, it was all fucked up, needed a surgery or something. And he was just pulling up buckets one, one hand at a time. Five pound buckets of concrete. And without like this, with his fingers, like pulling the rope with his fingers. I'm like, what the fuck, man? So Paul's strong. Then I had the crackhead pull one. He's like, hey, get So he has no strength. He has nothing. He's a junkie. Like, yeah. the, he's not going to hurt me. And then my friend's like, well, what if he comes with a gun? You know, and that's a thing. Maybe he could come with a gun. I don't fucking know. But we'll see. I'm ready. You think I'm not armed? You think I'm not armed? Anyway. You well, see, and that's how this show happens. What was on in your truck today? What was on in my truck is a better question. Thank you. I got into my truck to travel over here to do this podcast that we do. And I heard Rusty Cage by sound. Now, do you so remember where you were when you first saw that video? Because I remember where I was. Mm, that video, no, probably not. In my head, the Black Hole Sun video is far more memorable. Well, that was a lot more famous. Yeah. But Bad Motorfinger comes out. I was still in high school, and I, I think I was like a sophomore, maybe a, maybe a junior. And I came home from school, and I turned it on in the afternoon, and that opening riff yeah. sounded Sabbathy. A little and bit I didn't have Bad Motorfinger yet because it maybe had just come out, right? Yeah. So and now Outshine was the first single. So you are a couple years older than me. Yes. So I think that I think my introduction into Soundgarden was probably Super Unknown, and then I went back and heard Bad Motorfinger. Super Unknown is the commercial record. Yeah. Um, Black Hole Sun is kind of amazing. It really is. When the song came out, I had a, a piece of shit Impala back then. And in my head, as I drove listening to the cassette, I had a video of what I thought it was going to be. And then they had this completely outlandish, insane visual. So wild. It was for the time. It was for the time. So Super Unknown is like the commercial version yeah, of Bad Motor. Days is on that. Oh, it's so good. You know, your drummer and I saw that concert. Yeah. And you, awesome. could, you could tell Chris Cornell did not want to be there. Really? Yeah, he was done with Soundgarden. He was like, fuck these guys, fuck your face, fuck these songs, I'm out. Did that end badly? Yeah. Okay. You didn't know about that? Uh, tell the people. Awful breakup. They're yeah. like, enlighten the people. Like four different guys got in like four different directions and four different vehicles and they, never, they didn't speak for years. That sucks. But they were like, I'm fucking done. They were mad at the bass player. 
It was just a whole fucking thing. I don't know who the bass player was in that band. Ben. Ben something. He's fat now. <laughs> I don't know why. That's, that's like, it stands out to me. It's all right. Bass players get no respect anyway. Yeah. I spoke to Larry today. <laughs> Did you? I guess he's you, you gotta You got to be really good to get respect as a bass player. Well, I respect Larry. He's a, he's a great bass player, actually. Unfortunately, after Rusty Cage, speaking of, of really good bass players, it all went downhill immediately after that. What do you mean? Explain. Because Rush came on as soon as Rusty came on. <laughs> And I'm not taking anything away from Getty Lee as a bass player, but if you watch this show, you are well aware of our feelings on fucking Rush. But I'll tell you again, because we don't have any content today. Because fuck Rush. If you're going to have sex, don't listen to Rush. You can't listen to Rush. Or no one will have an orgasm. No one's going to come. No one. No one. You need rhythm to come. It's a whole thing. Um, okay. <laughs> this is this is the thing I say all the time. <laughs> Steven Tyler said when he was a kid and Aerosmith was just kind of getting off the ground, it was like jerking off, right? But he's like, eventually we learned about pocket and groove, and now we're fucking, like musically, right? Well it's funny because you can kind of hear that in like the, the very, very early Aerosmith stuff. If you go back like like rattlesnake shake. Like, it's kind of not quite there. You know what I mean? That first record's still pretty good, though. It's pretty good. It's not great. But you can see you can see the progression as the years go by. By like, toys, you're looking at a whole different kind of band. Yeah, like, you're fucking balls deep in it. All right, this is a weird thing because we're not exactly the same age. Sonically, you're a musician, bro. What is your favorite Aerosmith era for you in your heart? Oh. Everybody's different. They've been around for fifty years. Uh, I, I, I love the like, like the Dream On era. Like they were spectacular. First record, yeah. And you said that was still the jerking off phase. I, I still feel like it's a great song. It's because it's like it's just. I believe in my heart and my soul when it comes to rock and roll. There is a point where a band can almost get too polished i agree and those songs have that just raw nasty shit to Hell them yeah. and they're fucking killer and that's dude. the same band that gives you ch ch yeah, which i fucking hate how can you not i think every hour smith fan on the planet hates it it's yeah. like dumb and then they were like and then we made jader and that's a hit and it wasn't a hit and it's not good it's terrible why did you do this ch ch so. You're out of touch, man. If you're if you're if you're wealthy for ten years solid, as I said many times, yeah. you can't make good art. It's just no. not a fucking option. Like, th th so I say, <laughs> I'm not even a Beatles fan. That yesterday is a perfect pop song. It is, and I'll tell you why I say this. It's two minutes and five seconds long. Mm -hmm. The lyrics apply to every person on the planet Earth because if you're six, you remember last Thursday. Yesterday, now I'm in school, I miss the summer. If you're 85, yesterday, remember. It doesn't matter how old you are, it's a universal lyric. Yep. It's very poppy. The fucking like strings, gin, 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 that shit was fucking brilliant. Now that's Martin, that's not the Beatles. He brought that in for them. You know what I'm saying? The whole string section. Okay. Which they'll tell you, or he would, Paul McCartney would tell you. And oh, that's- yeah, yeah, most of the other ones probably not. <laughs> well, no, because Ringo's alive. He sure is. He sure is. Who the fuck? All right. If you'd have said it 
1970. Which Beatles going to die? Who's going to live? Ringo's not going to be the last one standing. It's between him and Paul right now. Poor George. That's how I know that meditation doesn't work, by the way. Did you know that? that that's, what, that's what did it for He you. died of motherfucker cancer. If you meditate for 40 years and still die of motherfucker cancer, it don't work. I mean, maybe, it's just, maybe he was doing it wrong. You don't for 40 know. years? I mean, I know people who work in the trades have been doing shit wrong for 40 years, and so do you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, no, you're 100% right. One of the most annoying things I ever hear from people I ever work with in the trade. I've been doing this for 30 years. We've well, been fucking it up for a while, bro. All right. In my industry, in roofing, 30 years ago, technology is different than today. So no, the way they me. did it in 1993 isn't how you do it in 2023. Correct. That's all. That's all it is. It hurts my soul that 1993 was 30 years ago. You, I graduated high school in 93. Oh. I know. I'm officially old as fuck. Yeah. 50 is two minutes away. Two minutes. This year, at the end of the year, thank God, I turned fucking 48, bro. 48. Yeah. How did that happen? Your son is an adult. Yeah. Like, wrap that around your fucking head. We were talking yeah. about off microphone. He's going to move out because yeah. he's a man. Yes. And he's charming and he's nice and he has his own life. He's a, He was a little tiny child. Yeah. Fuck. That's okay. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's weird because... Uh, all right, I'm going to ask you about this. There you go. This is a question, right? In my mind, I still think of myself as the 22-year-old jerk-off, right, that I was. I'm not. I don't behave that way. I'm now the boss of the site, right? But I used to be the kid, like, I was the young one. And then one day, you just look up you and weren't. You're, you're the old guy. That's agents of motherfucker. Uh, it dawned on me, uh, so I am I'm, I'm a pretty big sports fan. Always have been. Incidentally, go birds tomorrow. Fuck yeah. Sorry, Tiff. Your Niners ain't getting it tomorrow. Niners are dead. Sorry. Saw it here first. We hope so. No, no, no. It's, this is a fact of life, and I can give you fucking reasons as to why that's going to happen. Sexy. I hope it happens. It's going to be great. It's not even a game. All right, I'm sorry. I'm hijacking your shit. You no. brought up the fucking birds, guys. Cool. I'm going to fucking tell you. But we're going to go back because I want to hear the aging thing in a second. I watched the Niners very closely last Saturday, okay? They didn't blow that team out, bro. No, but Denver no. also, or uh, Dallas has a really solid defense. They do. That's a legit thing. Dallas beat themselves. Well, that's what Dallas does. The Eagles have a very solid fucking defense, well, just so we're crystal clear. And our front is the best in, in football right now. Oh, our front. The Niners might be the best. Defensive front. They know who has more sacks? We do. Mathematically, who's the defensive front that has the more sacks? Fair. That's not even a fucking option. So I watched them play the Cowgirls. Had the Cowgirls not thrown multiple interceptions, which we knew they would, don't misunderstand me, we fucking knew, yeah. had they not done that, they might have won. Yeah. yeah right? Yep. We're not going to throw the interceptions. We're going to win. That's it. That's all it comes down to. I watched them. Now, on the flip side, would you rather face an injured Mahomes in the fucking Super Bowl or Burrows for his second fucking Super Bowl run in two years? I mean... Probably, I'd, I'd rather see. I don't know. That's that's hard because Mahomes is so good. He's so. But he's good. injured. He is. Injured. That ankle's a thing. But we don't know how injured he is. They'll never tell you. I know he went to the Super Bowl one year, 
and the front was decimated. Remember his, his front? Yeah. And he threw, he was a vertical, hit the ground and hit his target and then hit the ground. He's a yeah. sick, sick, sick quarterback. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. I would rather take Burrows on personally. Personally. I'm more afraid. I don't want to face Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. There's something weird there for me. I kind of do. Okay, explain. I kind of do. I don't know. I think it would just be cool because, I don't know, Andy playing the Eagles in the Super Bowl would just – it would be it would be a cool it would be a cool ending to all of it. Killing I would have been fine it. Killing Brady era Pats was the best way to win the Super Bowl ever. Yeah. Because the only people to beat them in the Super Bowl are the Giants twice and us once. Yep. Brady era is almost perfect, except for Eli, not even Peyton. Eli yeah. fucking Manning, Eli Manning got you twice. You and Nick Foles. And Nick Foles got you once. Ha ha. And I got to tell you, Hertz is pretty amazing. Dude, he's legit. He's pretty amazing. And he's a little banged up. I'm not 100% with the shoulder, but he still threw bombs yeah, last Sunday but, that fucking hit targets. But here's the thing. like the, They'll talk about that, and it is important that he's not 100% healthy. But at this point in an NFL season, nobody is. And this is the longest game season in history, by the way. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's ever going to be. No, Mahomes himself. There is, is not up. one player on that field tomorrow that's going into it a hundred percent healthy. I probably minus the kicker. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> an NFL season will kick the shit out of you. What it about has to. Dallas's kicker? What Yo, about Dallas's kicker? You what tell me. That, uh, I don't know what happened. You know he was almost perfect in the regular season. Yeah. Did you know that? And, and shit the bed. Well, Dallas can't do playoffs. No. When they had Romo, I was so grateful that Romo was the quarterback because I knew Romo threw turnovers. When pressure's on, that motherfucker throws turnovers. That's a fact, right? I knew that. And then they brought in Dax, and I was like, Dak Prescott, uh, maybe he's not going to have the same problem. He has the exact same problem. What are you looking up? Somebody sent me this the other day, just so you're aware. This says, Jalen Hurts. Wasn't born the last time Dallas played in an NFC Conference Championship. That's a fact. That means that Jalen Hurts has managed to be born, grow up, learned how to play football, went to Alabama, transferred to Oklahoma, got drafted, sat behind Carson Wentz, and got to the NFC title game before Dallas made it back. Facts. These are facts. There's a billboard not far from your house that I saw yesterday on my way home. And it's a Dallas Goddard jersey, and it said the only Dallas that's going to make the NFC Championship. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> and his dad named him after that team. Yeah, that's the thing. All right, back to aging. How did you know when you were old? So my whole life, I watched sports. I love sports. Yes. Football, baseball, hockey, basketball to some extent. I loved it in the nineties. I think it sucks now, but that's. I got a question about that later. Okay, cool. We'll talk about that too because we have almost no comp. Uh, yeah, that. No, we're a third of the way through. No content. No content. We're winging it today. Can you tell we're winging it? Because it sounds like every other show. We just make this shit up as we go. We do. But anyway, my whole life I watched sports from the time I was a little kid. And I remember watching sports. And as a child, as a young man, and all I ever saw was grown men playing sports. They played professional sports. Grown men played Big, professional sports. Strong. And one day I woke up and I turned on the game and there were children playing professional sports. <laughs> and that's when I realized I was old. <laughs> Wait, I even remember who it was. 
I turned on the Phillies game when they showed a picture of Scott Kinger and he looked 12. When I figured out that Aaron Rodgers is significantly younger than me, that hurt my heart. Yeah. Because I think of Aaron Rodgers as kind of an old guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Brady technically is two years younger than me. Yep. That's And I think of him as an old guy. So what the fuck am I? Yes. Fuck. Oops. Fuck. And when did it happen? I don't remember it happening. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't, it's just not the way it is. It doesn't feel like it happened. And I mean, when we were 22 and we were like in the trades or whatever the fuck yeah. we were doing, the old guys on the site then, they didn't feel old either. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. You ju- it just happens. You go to bed, you get up. You go to bed, you get up. Like, I remember worrying about like, you have a beautiful truck outside. I've seen it, right? It's nice. I like it. Thank you. When you were 20, you didn't have that. I didn't. And remember how shitty our cars were when we were kids, right? Like, now it's like, oh, man, like, I have a Corvette in my driveway. Like, how the fuck did that happen? I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. I'm taking it back. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. Like, all right, this is important. I'm going to ask you a basketball question. Shoot. I, because of my age, have thought the whole time that if you took 89, 90, 91, even a 93 defensive style, in the NBA and applied that grittiness to the modern players today that you, they wouldn't be able to score. Now, wait, a young player said something on like a TikTok video that was on Facebook. Cause I don't have TikTok that really boggled my brain. He was like, when so-and-so started doing this trick shot in 91, he revolutionized the league and you couldn't fathom defending it. We are 11 fucking generations away from that in 30 years. Yeah. You could never cover us. So as a real fan, I want, because I'm not a huge basketball fan anymore. I kind of stopped. Right. When I was a kid, it mattered because I played basketball and I liked basketball. And in my opinion, and just because of my age, the Jordan era is amazing. Yeah, the is. Barkley era is amazing. Yeah. And to see even when we were little, like the Magic Johnson era is amazing. And fucking Larry Bird. Larry Bird's amazing. His fucking defensive play was unbelievable. Yeah, Larry was a beast. He was a mean motherfucker, mean too. son of a bitch. Didn't give a fuck. fuck. No fucks to give. And so I'm nostalgic for that rough defense, right? Yeah, I miss it. But, the got soft. The but got soft. did the offense explode so much that, like, if LeBron at no, 30. It, the offense did, did not. It, defense has slacked. Is that what it is? So, it, at least three or four guys uh, who have played over in Europe and come from over in Europe yes. have openly said in the past year that it's way easier to score in the NBA than it is. It wasn't in 92. It wasn't in 92. Hell no, it wasn't. Bro, Jordan would fucking more or less punch you. Remember, okay. The Detroit Pistons were like a, a gang. They were a gang. Of they were a gang. Bro, here you go. Remember when UNLV was going for the second championship in a row? I think it's 92. Yeah, it yeah, might be 93. I, yes. And the guy got hit so hard he fell and broke all of this in his face, yeah. his nose. And they put a mask on him, and he came back the next day and played again. Yep. Remember that? You would. I think they would die. Yeah. And the way they're like, they're falling and shit. Like, yeah. The league's soft. It is. It really is. So yeah. we're not. We're not wrong. No, no, it's gotten way soft. Like, Defense doesn't exist. No, like there's no Dennis Rodman in the world anymore. The worm, dude. The fucking worm. He wasn't a great shooter, but goddamn, who could rebound better? Nobody. I mean, really? Nobody. Really? Like it was, it was amazing. 
That's why he was there. He was there to play defense. That's it. And he was the best. He was there to facilitate. And what I what I liked the most about him, in my opinion, he didn't make you miss the shot. But when you missed the shot nine out of ten times, he got the fucking ball back. And that's the magic of it. Then you throw it to the shooters, and now you got a bucket. Like that's the thing. So if you watched that, I don't I don't know if you watched or not that Jordan documentary that came out last year. No, the last one I saw was about the whole thing with the Bulls. The Last Dance is the yeah. last one I saw. Okay, so whenever that was, a couple years that ago. That was a couple years ago. Yeah, I saw that. So Of he, course I did. He talks about it when, when Dennis first, when he got there to Chicago, and he said he used to get pissed off at Dennis during warm-ups because they would all come out and be doing shoot-around, and Dennis would just be standing there. Yeah, waiting. And he's like, well, what are you doing? He's not shooting the ball. He's just standing there. And he said, he Jordan was like, it used to piss me off. Until one day I said something to him about it, and Robin was like staring at the other team, watching how the ball bounced every time their players took a shot. Yeah. And then when he get under that basket, yeah. you know exactly where it's going to go. Yep. How he breaks, what he does. That's dude, dude was a beast. And like, and this is this is like actually Lawrence Taylor did that. Lawrence Taylor could dissect and a shitload of cocaine. He could dissect your offense. Here's the thing about Taylor that nobody remembers. Do you know when he was drafted, he was sober? Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Lawrence Taylor was a straight edge out of college. He didn't party in college. He went to the he NFL, obviously. But he went to the NFL and he was like, I'm not going to be a drug addict. I'm not a loser. I take this shit seriously. So he could, di- like, all right, the greatest defensive minded coach probably ever, well, not ever, second greatest is Bilicek, right? That's what they're kind of saying. As a head coach? Well, no, because he was the defensive coordinator for those fucking Giants teams that won those rings. No, I disagree. Defensive coordinators, I don't put him in the top. Who's your top? Jim Johnson from the Eagles back in the day. No, no, not even back in the day. I'm so old. It was like three months ago to me. I know it was 10 years, but still. Um, Jim Johnson was amazing. uh, Dick LeBeau from the Steelers. All those years. All right, fact. But offense was different back then, too. Those defenses were monsters. I know, I know. They were monsters. Those guys are by mile. Buddy Ryan even was a better defensive coach than Bill Belichick. Wow. Buddy Ryan was a beast. Yeah. That Bears defense might be the best defense ever played. Yeah. Five Bears are fucking amazing. And it's weird. They lost one game, and it was a fluke. They would have been perfect. Yeah. And and I remember, you you don't know this because you're young. They had a song, like the Iggy Shuffle or whatever the fuck it was called. They, They lost the game. Super Bowl Shuffle. That's it. They lose the game on Sunday. They record the game on Mon- uh, the song on Monday, and they're in the studio like, you don't understand. That was a fluke. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Record the fucking song. Yeah, it's not going to be close. And it, what, it, what, the Pats got decimated. It wasn't close. Decimated the in that Bears game. fucked up everybody that year. And they should have did it the second year. They had Jim McMahon as the quarterback. Dude, Johnny Zero is the biggest McMahon fan on the planet Earth. Have you ever seen Jim McMahon lately? Uh, oh, yeah. He has it. Yo, I know. he's not he's- okay. He's gone. Yeah, he's been gone. He's been gone for a long time. For ten years, he's been gone. He has a he has to wear a tracker, <laughs> so his wife can find him. Because sometimes he just wanders off. Well, they didn't really CPE or uh, CTE wasn't a thing back then. That motherfucker has it, bro. Oh, without a doubt, dementia, without all that shit. Doubt, your brain is not built to do that. Ten years ago, they went to see Obama at the White House. And he was still a smartass. And he was out of his mind then. He was fucking yeah. with Obama. He's like, hey, Mr. President, what's up? Woo! It was awesome. But even then, he was starting to slip. Yeah. And it don't get better. You know, you're just down that hill. You're down that hill. That's the end. All right. Here's here's a great question because we're getting older. 
would you want your body to break down and your mind to be sharp or your body to be normal and your mind to break down? Okay. So I will tell you in, in what I have already established is going to happen to me. <gasps> you know. I have a pretty good guess, judging just by family history. Both sides of my family have almost zero instances of cancer, heart disease, anything like that. Okay. On both sides of my family, they live for fucking ever, and they all go batshit crazy. Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, all of it. Oh my god, I'm so and sorry. I'm pretty sure that that's how what's going to get. That's how it ends. Wow, that's so. This is a downer, man. That's dude. I and and it's losing your facilities is pretty scary to think about. It really sucks. Do you have a, a weapon in your house, a revolver? We're not going to talk about that. I'm just asking. Because in my mind, ever since my first wife passed away, if something bad enough happened, I might check out. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I mean, I've never, I've, I don't have never fallen off a roof and broken my neck like this, but it could be. You know what I mean? And so, do I want to live in a wheelchair the rest of my life and not have like any quality? But then, I don't know. Someone told me today they read my book and it was really well written and it was entertaining to them. And that made me feel happy. There you go. So, you can still and still write a book. No, it's true. Because I fell off a roof and broke my neck. All right. You know what I think about all the time? Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Christopher Reeve was a pretty handsome motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Pretty successful actor. Fucking Superman. Million dollars. He's like 6'4". I'm only 6'1". He was big, right? Built like a fucking brick shit house, right? And then was riding a, a, a fucking a horse irresponsibly, I might add. Oh, yeah. Like, real, like, I got this, mansplaining. Yeah. Tips over, breaks his neck. He should have died. That's the end of the story. Like, what a way to go. He doesn't get old. He doesn't lose his faculties. He's not shitting in a bag. Boom, dead, over. But it's modern times. So they they fly him in, and they bring him back, and he's like, I'm Christopher Reeve. I kiss my wife's pussy. He would say that shit. And that's all he could do. I don't want to be that guy. Let him no. go out a blaze of glory. Right. I went off my horse. I broke my neck. Yeah. I'm done. I think there's something to be said for it. Uh, it, it, it it's part of our thing, I think, to look, the, the people that die young, they never have a chance to be uncool and get old. That's a cool thing. Fucking James Dean is cool for fucking ever. Eternity. Elvis, technically, he got a little pudgy, but he was still cool. Oh, I just read a thing about Elvis the other day. What? Oh, man, Elvis's autopsy. So Elvis was so fired up on a horrible diet and so many opiates. If you take opiates, you can't shit. they make you constipated. Yeah, you can't shit. They said, by their best estimates, when he died, Elvis hadn't pooped in four months. Wow. Can you imagine how fucked up you got to feel if you haven't shit in Four months, I remember dude. they said his. Well, no, you don't feel anything on the opiates. That's the point. Well, yeah, but you gotta just be. Fucked Did you up, ever man. see the footage of Bobby Brown reaching in to fucking what's her name's ass and breaking out pieces of poop for her? No, because she was so constipated. No, it was on the fucking uh, the reality yeah, this show. This is a thing. Well, I mean, I'm not a drug addict. I can't speak on it. But they did. Well, I'm aware that it leads to drugs cause constipation. I, I know that. What's her was, name? I want to dance Whitney with somebody. Houston? So Whitney Houston's married to Bobby Brown. 
She's constipated. It's hard as a rock in there and it won't come out. He made her, she, yeah, he made her, she made him reach in and break pieces off and pull it out for her. Nah. Nah? Nah. You love your wife. Nah. You love your wife. Nah. He loves his wife. No. I don't know. No. I don't know. No. I don't know. That's not a thing. That's never happening. That's, oh my God. And that was on the reality show. They didn't show it. But like it was behind like a silhouette. She's like, oh, Bobby, ah, they're all wired up and shit. And she, he's breaking all the boobs. That's fucking disgusting. Drugs, man. <laughs> Dude, don't do drugs, kids. I mean, you won't be able to poop. If you're a kajillionaire. That, oh, so how come in American, in the, all right, in the past 50 years in America, when people get exorbitantly wealthy to the point where they don't have to like manufacture or work anymore or do anything. You got George Michael. You got Prince. All these people died from drugs. Prince is a, is a tricky story. I don't really blame Prince for that one. Hey, do, do, do you know what happened or why he died? Oh, I'm going to tell you. So ahead. Prince was... Enlighten the people. The people. Prince was Jehovah's Witness. Okay. You're not allowed to get surgery when you're Jehovah's Witness. Okay? okay. It's like part of the fucking rules. So Prince wore high heels his whole life because he was two foot nine. Yeah. Dancing on the stage for 30 years. Like slinging dick. Destroys his hip. Which yeah. is going to happen. It's just going to happen running around on those heels. It's just the way it works. Um, I know this because Paul Stanley is someone you don't like. Also had a hip replacement wearing heels on stage for 30 fucking years. And you break your hip, right? I hate Paul Stanley. Yeah, I'm aware. I would fight Paul Stanley. Uh, you, you, I mean, 70, you'd win. Like, it's not a fight. Like, what, what, what when he was 30? Fuck that guy. I don't know. So, he's, so he needs a hip replacement. But his religion won't let him. So he was prescribed this medicine, literally, to just... He wasn't getting high. He was numbing the hip. And somebody slipped one of the fucking... What's that stuff that's killing everybody? Fentanyl? In the fucking pill. And he took a fentanyl pill and died in his own elevator. In his own elevator. Because he didn't know it was fentanyl. He didn't know. Boom, dead. But if he just got the hip replacement, he's fine. Lady Gaga got a hip replacement. It happens with the dancing thing. That sucks. That's why I don't dance. <laughs> no, I'm not good at it. Yeah. I'm Which good. is weird. I don't understand how I could be good at it. You think I'd be better? I have rhythm. I'm very good at moving everything except my actual feet. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. Like I can, you know what I'm saying? But when it comes to like, <laughs> I don't have any forte. That but, demonstration of what you consider dancing probably answers a lot of questions as to why you're. I have rhythm though. The girls that's, do have orgasms. That's what I'm saying. Like. We're in bands, dude. We have rhythm. Oh, you're going to say there's bands that fucking always have rhythm? Get the fuck out of here. Rush is a band. I know. Fucking And they have rhythm. It's just not a good one. Well, bad rhythm is bad. Uh, yeah, I guess bad rhythm is a rhythm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Who is the most overrated band in American history? No, in rock and roll history, in your opinion. Oh, Beatles. I would say Zeppelin. Zeppelin is up there on pretty high. At level. least the Beatles had a timing thing because they were first-ish. Yeah, I can buy that. Like, you know, before that, people didn't write songs. The musical theft thing uh, bothers me more about Zeppelin. And blatant. So, blatant. blatant and, the, and then they were just revered. And because they left in 80 and didn't stay around long enough to stagnate and get, like, weird with it. Yeah. And, like, could you imagine a 1984 Led Zeppelin record where everything is covered in fucking pastels and shit? And, like, it'd be a different world, right? Like, I don't Dude, know. They, they want to put out, like... Think of Jimmy Page's The Firm. Remember, you ever see the pictures of The Firm? Yeah. They'll have power suits on. Hello, we're The Firm. Dun, 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 dun. Your assholes. 
Yeah, pretty much. The eighties were fucked up, man. I remember there's a lot of shitty music, and and bands that were good in the seventies put out shit music in the eighties. A lot of bands that were very good in the seventies. Why is that? Who, what happened? I'm gonna tell you what happened. MTV happened, and nobody in Toto was good looking. Not one guy in Toto. They're a great band. The songs are great. They play great. They are not an attractive band. Right. And then it goes to MTV. And he's like, oh, no, I have a porn set. <laughs> yeah. When, um, yeah, what's funny. his, what's his abracadabra guy? Steve, Steve Miller. Steve Miller. Uh, and, and I was literally <laughs> going to bring him up. That was my next point because <laughs> that song. All right. First off, all right. Not only is the song fucking terrible. Dude, Steve Miller, you know, uh, <laughs> dude. Wrote some great The Joker, you know. Time keeps on slipping. That's slipping, an amazing slipping. song. Jungle Love is driving me mad. Yeah. It's making me crazy. That's a fucking jam. Abra, dude. Abra, Kadabra. And then you do that. First off, not only is it a bad song, major fucking creeper vibes. <laughs> I want to reach out and grab ya. Yeah, like, that's not cool. <laughs> that's not okay. Literally, it's fucking, it's, it's kidnapping. You wrote a song about kidnapping a bitch, like, and you thought it was okay. Where did you go wrong? I mean, I can say, what about Steven Tyler fucking literally getting um, permission to take a 14-year-old girl as her guardian? Just a fucker. Just a fucker. Just a fucker. And force her to have an abortion after he knocked her off. Well, you know, you don't want the kid to have a kid. It's a weird time. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Dude, the 80s were fucked up. I blame cocaine. I blame You think it was all the coke? I, I don't know what else it could be. Michael Bolton. Do you know his whole arc? Go ahead. Michael Bolton was in a metal band in L.A. What? Yo, oh, we got to look this up. You got to get your phone out. My phones are all fucking doing this shit because the other one's charging. Dude, Michael Bolton released a metal solo record in like 84. Yeah. Maybe 86. And he was a new, he was like Ozzy. Like, you're like, ah, metal guy. I can see that. He kind of has the voice. That's what it. the hair is, right? And then it didn't sell. And he was like, well, I guess I'm going to be like gay now. Mm, cocks, you know? And then became a soul. Let me think of the woman. I, I can't think of one Michael, Michael Bolton song. I don't, I don't, what's that word? Tell me how am I supposed to live without you? That. <laughs> so. I feel like I nailed that out the gate. Like, that's pretty great. Good. <laughs> so he was a metal guy, and then he wrote Forever with Kiss. Forever. That song you don't like, you don't like Kiss. I don't like Kiss. Kiss so, has like two cool songs that I think are kind of okay. So Michael Bolton doesn't have a day job, right? But he becomes a soul singer in like the late 80s, early 90s. I, all right. From the metal scene in LA, which is where he's from, yeah. to become, how am I supposed to live without you, right? Is did he sell out or was he cool? What do you? What's your opinion? He didn't sell out. He bought in. He bought in. <laughs> bought in, son. Yep. Shooter McGavin. Yeah, man. And then for whatever movie he's in for the rest of his life, he's Shooter McGavin. Without a doubt, he's Shooter McGavin forever. He's even the fucking villain in uh, Dirty Work. Yeah, and he's, he's definitely fucking that dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still Shooter McGavin. Which, by the way, is one of Artie Lang's greatest appearances. It's his first movie. Artie Lang is spectacular, dude. Underrated, underrated movie. So underrated. Go watch Dirty Work. Do you know who's? There's two people who steal the movie. I mean, now you, you know who I think it is. You know, Pops steals the movie. Pops steals Pops. the movie, and Chris Farley. Far. Oh my God, the Asian hooker. He might steal the movie. 
They say in the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king. But in the land of the skunk, the man with half a nose is king. Go, sing the song, boys. And then he marries her. <laughs> so, yeah. He gets a prosthetic nose. Yeah, he gets in his Firebird, and she bites it off again. That Firebird was amazing, by the it way. Was. He's like, yap, 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 woman, yap, yap. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Dude, so underrated, that film. It's amazing. The, the Asian hooker biting the nose off. Oh, the dead hookers in the trunk. <laughs> I've never seen so many dead hookers in one place in all my life. <laughs> Somebody showed me who oh, was it? Was it? That movie's spectacular. I'm going to go home and watch that. That movie's so good. Did you ever see the Bill Hader Sunrise Live thing where he makes his own puppet? No. It's pretty good. My neighbor showed it to me. It's fucked up. And so he it, Bill Hader it's you go to a workshop. I'm fucking it up. The the family guy, what's his name? Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane's the host. Okay. And he's like, hi, welcome to Puppet 101. And he's got a puppet. He's like, my name's Puppet. He's like, you guys make your own characters. And they go to Bill Hader, and Bill Hader looks like he was in Nam, right? He's got a giant <laughs> white afro, got glasses, you know, he's like smoking, and he's like dressed in all fucking camouflage, and his puppet looks exactly the same way. And the puppet's like, we were five clicks from, uh, from the township, you know, and we had to make the village disappear. And I got the flamethrower, and uh, it was a dark time. You know, he's like, maybe you should change your puppet a little. And then his puppet started making out with some woman's puppet. It was a thing. That's awesome. It was a thing. This I don't know why. I don't know why the fuck I brought that up. But I have mind. no idea. But I was watching old Saturday Night Live clips like the other day. What were you watching? Uh so uh, Debbie Downer. Debbie, I don't know that. Oh, Rachel Dratch. Which one's Rachel Dratch? Uh, Debbie Downer doesn't help me. Oh, the ugly girl. The ugly yes, girl. Yes, the unattractive one. She's on 30 Rock like 40 times. Dude, she's funny as shit. She is funny as shit. Oh, my God. Debbie Downer. One of my all-time favorite uh, Saturday Night Live skits from that, from a newer era, uh, not like when we were growing up Saturday Night Live, was uh, Kate McKinnon's uh, Alien Abduction. Pretty good. About a cooter. Yeah. <laughs> when Landed she... on the roof of a Long John Silver's with my cooter and my poop chute hanging out. <laughs> my slacks were in a tree 30 yards away. I don't walk home. That's all right. Not the worst Wednesday night I've had. <laughs> <laughs> when she used to do um, Bieber, it would fuck me up. Because oh, she kind of looked exactly like Bieber. It's true. Yeah. Did you see the modern Ghostbusters that she was in? I did. <gasps> Thoughts? Not good. No one I know I, actually saw it. Not good and not their fault. Really? Why not their fault? Piss poor script. They took the movie. Piss poor script. The movie's I, bad, but it's not the actress. Who's fault. the African-American lady who's in that movie? I forget her name. But she's from Saturday Night Live or she yes. was? I love her. I don't know why. Like she's likable to me. Yeah. Like, and then she left because she said it got too political with the whole Trump thing. Like she didn't yeah. want to be there anymore. I liked her a lot though. Fuck, she's she was funny. So my my biggest takeaway, my favorite thing was, uh, so you know who Elizabeth Banks is? I think so. The actress. Right, go ahead. Uh, you know her herself. Okay. Um. So she was an executive producer for that film. Really? Mm-hmm. What's the motivation there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Probably just to make money, well, which I don't think she did. Did you see the new version of Ghostbusters after that with the kids? No, I haven't watched that. That's yet. a pretty good movie. And at the end, all the classic guys come back. Yeah. So it's like heavy. Well, not all of them. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, I gotta watch it. It's heavy. So anyway, 
Uh, after that movie comes out, and it full-on tanks. Yes. Like, it tanked. Um, Elizabeth Banks went on Twitter and said that, uh, <clears throat> well, you know, we didn't do so well uh, with this film in theaters. I guess people aren't ready for a film with uh, nothing but strong female leads in it. Okay. Is she the chick who made that fucking movie about the singing? The movie about the singing? The Glee movie. It's not Glee, but it's like the fucking... Oh, what the fuck is that called? Pitch Perfect? Yes! Is that her? She's uh, the announcer with Fred No, Miller. she made that movie. Okay. She's the executive producer of okay, that movie. So, so yeah, I know she yes, is. Her. I know she is. So, uh, literally, like, three minutes later, Quentin Tarantino responds to her tweet. And he's like, that's funny. Because I made a four-hour kung fu movie with nothing but girls, and it did fine. <laughs> <laughs> His movie, um, Death Proof Bomb, though. Yeah, but that's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's really underrated. It's actually really good. Kurt Russell's fucking gorgeous. That's the that fucking... That's the jewel! So Kurt Russell was making some fucking movie about a horse, and it was, like, ridiculous. He's like, oh, you'll survive, horsey, yeah. or whatever the fuck it was. And then he called him on the phone. He's like, do you just want to be that guy in the horse movie? Or do you make a real fucking gritty movie? He's like, yeah. I want to make a gritty movie. I heard Kurt Russell, even though he's literally was from the Disney Channel back then. It wasn't Disney Channel. It was just Disney. And then he played young Elvis. Remember that shit? You don't even remember that, dude. No. You're young. So he was a child actor on a Disney thing. Okay. Right? He breaks out of that. He plays Elvis Presley. You wouldn't think it, but in 1979, him with the black wig looks like fucking Elvis. Probably. And then he gets into fucking Snake Plissken and Escape yeah. from New York, and he gets like a career out of it. They said he's the most normal, down-to-earth guy ever. And he's been famous for literally 50 yeah. years, right? So, um, one, one, of his, one of his best works that I don't know how many people that aren't our age have ever seen. Dude, Overboard is hysterical. Oh, I love that movie. It's like one of my, it might be my wife's favorite movie. It's I've, cute. I've seen it a lot. It's so cute. Hey, dude, he's funny as shit in that movie. He's, he's so really good. She's good. Now, my favorite Kurt Russell movie ever. Escape from New York. No, yes. no. He's wide Earp and Tombstone. He's fucking spectacular. And there were two fucking versions of Tombstone that came out in that time frame. Yeah, Do you remember that? Yes. One is just called Wyatt Earp. But, and that's Kevin Costner. Uh-huh. But his... Is it Kevin but, Costner? It is Kevin Costner. And but, Dennis Quaid plays a really shitty... Uh, Doc Holliday in that. One. But then you got fucking you got Val, Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Oh, it's also my favorite Val Kilmer role ever because he's so fucking good in that movie. Michael Bien's fucking spectacular in that movie. Who's that? Johnny Ringo. Okay, it was uh, Kyle Reese in the first Terminator. It's funny you bring him up. He's in The Rock, too, if you remember. Yeah, he is. Yes. And then I didn't know why he went away, because he was such a good actor, in my opinion. Yeah, he's very good. Motherfucker alcoholic. Oh, like, really? fall down, uncontrollable alcoholic. That's sad. And it aged him like 20 years. Like, the last time he looked really good was in The Rock, which was pushing 30 years ago. Yeah. And he's just, he looks like death warmed over. The Rock. That's such a good movie. <laughs> James Bond. I remember I was working in a diner in the 90s, and this older kid, because we were all kids, he was like, you got to see this fucking movie. You got, I'm going to lend it to you. You got to fucking see this movie. It's such a good movie. It is. It's such a good movie. That chick from, um, she was from a TV show, the, the, the love interest that he marries at the end. About, Dana Delaney. Is that her name? Yeah, she was on China Beach. China Beach! That fucking Vietnam thing! Yep. Did you ever watch China Beach? Uh, I couldn't comprehend it when I was young. So, what year was that on? Because ninety two, ninety one. Because I feel like it was a little, it was a little heavy and a little grown up 
for me. I couldn't right. grasp it even. I was a teenager. I couldn't grasp it. Right. So you're talking about me being like 10, 11. Yeah, I couldn't old. grasp it. it. Little, I remember my parents watching it and really liking it. But she was hot. Yeah. Yeah. Hot. She was like a nurse in Vietnam, right? Yeah, kind of. Like a triage nurse. Exactly. Yeah. And I just couldn't grasp it. And it was like really artistic, the way they shot that fucking mm-hmm. show. China Beach, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. Even at that age, though, I remember the soundtrack being fucking spectacular to it. Because the songs were so great. Yeah. Oh. And then the AIDS happened. And all that music was bad again. Well, no. The China... <laughs> <laughs> Abra, Abra, Abra. Never sing that again. Does he no. even do it in concert? I hope not, because it's all right. terrible. I have a question for you. Go I'm not going to tell you my opinion. I'm going to ask your opinion. It is 2023. If, if you're somewhere in your vehicle and Huey Lewis and the news comes on, what is your reaction? I will turn it the fuck up because I love Huey Lewis. And the news. Why do I too? I don't know. What is it? Like I, I love it. Yeah. And I won't buy it. I don't own any Huey Lewis records. No. But every one of but those hits. So, when it comes even on. the ones that are dumb are yeah. fucking great like um stuck on you or over you or whatever the fuck that one was dude every one i'm like yeah yeah yeah." and i don't know why of course he is he's the teacher i i remember when they came sorry fellas you're just too darn loud (laughs) and they're playing his song i love it when they made a comeback around 94 i hated them i was like because grunge had happened and the world had changed, you know? Yeah, but Huey Lewis was kind of like, like, even though the music maybe not quite there, like, like, hip to be square is kind of like a grungy sort of theme to it. You're out of your mind. There's no grungy there. Yeah, but like, the, the message of the song is like, we're not fucking cool people. Like, I want a new drug. When the moment makes us sick. That's a good tune. <laughs> No, I can't stop. When Huey Lewis comes on the radio, turn I turn it the fuck, the fuck up. up. Yeah. And I'm not a fan, but I think I might be a fan. You are. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Song that you will... I was actually going to bring this up because I thought about it on the way up here. Song that comes on the radio and you will immediately turn the fuck off. What annoys you the worst? Holy shit. Creed. Glad you heard. Just anything Creed. Anything Creed. Although there's something fucked up about that. I don't. I'm not a Creed. I don't know Creed. Right. My, I hate Scott Stapp. I hate his him. His voice drives me right? insane. Right. My mother passed away in August. I think August 19th of 2003, and a song came out right around then. Like I'm four steps from the edge. Yeah. I love that song. And I think it's because when she died, it might have been the first thing I heard okay. like that morning or something. And it made me real emotional. Like, even thinking about it, I'm getting sad. Like it, I tie that moment to that song. And it is a good song about wanting to kill yourself. It's a sad too. I don't think any of their songs are bad. I just dislike him. Arms wide open. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. All right. All right. My beef. Right, you're right, by the way. I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm about to go off on a tangent before I say that. You are right. I don't like him. And that's right. the problem. That's the problem. I don't like dude. Right. So I if I don't like... dislike him. I think the band itself is talented. Well, they're called Alter Bridge, and they're great. Right. And I think even if they were just... The, the songwriting is, is well done. It's written well. They're, they're good songs. 
Alderbridge. What even the Creed tunes aren't bad tunes. It's just him. What would you turn off sonically? For Immediately, the one song that drives me more insane than any song on this planet that I will turn the fuck off instantly, Flagpole Sitter by Harvey Danger. It's such a good song. I fucking hate that song. It's such a good song. I fucking hate it. I'm hearing it in my head right now. Either a one-hit wonder. It's a great song. No, it's not. It pisses me off. I hate the sound of it. It's so good. So are you mad at the fucking Eve Six with their Tendal Heart in a Blender? Senator no, I think They came out the exact same time. I know, and I hate the Harvey Danger song. And I then I love the Eve Six song so much, my friend or I bought the CD. It's so bad. All right, okay. It's here's, so bad. Here's a good question. Albums that you bought for one song and the rest of the album wound up being shit. Eve Six. Eve Six is definitely the biggest one because I had the song was so catchy and poppy. I was excited for it. Yeah. I'm like they're going to be a great young hooky band. Yeah, and it's and it wasn't Dangerous Toys maybe. Although I did like Dangerous Toys. I don't know. Uh, I got one for you. Ooh, okay. Uh, the fucking you can't even think of the name of it. What's that song? <laughs> Paralyzer, three eleven. I thought it was Finger Eleven. Finger Eleven, that's what it was. It's a good song. That song is good. It's a good song. I bought the album. Don't do it. <laughs> it is. The rest of that album is such garbage. I think the CD went out the window on the highway. It's that bad. It is offensively shit. The last Black Sabbath full-length record with Ozzy is kind of weak. Yeah, probably. The song's okay. There's a couple songs that are good, but it's overall right. pretty fucking But as a whole album, it's probably shit. Yeah. There's one, I don't know, and I love Sabbath. They won a Grammy for that. How do you not love Sabbath? Like, they're so fucking good. No, there's people who aren't Sabbath fans. Where are they? I don't think Britney Spears is a big Sweet Lee fan. Probably not. I couldn't see Rihanna going, oh, I love when they sing fucking okay. The Wizard. Let me... Oh my god, that's my favorite <laughs> Sabbath song. The Wizard is shit. <laughs> Misty morning, cloudy sky, without warning. The wizard walks by. And <laughs> so good. So fucking cool. Is that your favorite Sabbath tune? I think it is, yeah. All right, mine is Snowblind. Oh, it's so good. It's too. so good. It's so good. You know what I really love? The system version of that song. No. I, like I mean, it. I like it, but no. Like, what you get and what you see. Dude. Uh, Things that don't come easily. Oh my god! I saw Sabbath only one time on the on when they were done. Yeah, and um, they they handed Tony his guitar and it was out of fucking tune. And he's playing it and he's looking over and it was the second night of the tour was Philadelphia. That guy got fired. He had to have. Oh yeah. And it, the only time I, and I've been waiting my whole life for that fucking song. Ozzy was great. Geezer was great. The drummer du jour was great. And they hit that fucking, it was just out of tune. Uh, and there's no tuner on stage. And you could see him just like, what the fuck, man? Gotta play the whole fucking song with this out of tune fucking guitar. Oh, that sucks. Da -da -da. Such a good song. Oh, my God. It's, it's That's in my top three. But yeah, I think the Wizard wins. Wizard's pretty great. Warning is good on the first record. People don't like Warning. That long-ass fucking jam on the end of side two. Okay. It's pretty good. Right, what's the most underrated Sabbath song in your opinion? Fairies wear boots. <gasps> but it's not underrated. That's like a fucking American classic. I love that. Well, American British, but I love that song. That's a great tune. Oh my god. 
But NIB is great. Oh. oh. Some people say my love cannot be true. <laughs> children of the grave. Now, see, the beef with children is that there's no chorus. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I love everything about it. And the first time I remember hearing Children is when they covered it on the tribute Nativity record. Nativity in Black album. And it's the, the album's called Nativity in Black, right? No, not for me. The first time I heard it okay. was when Ozzy and Randy Rhodes covered on the tribute record. Oh, okay. Because they were just doing Sabbath tunes. I thought you were talking about that. that uh, oh, the fucking the, the, the cover record? Yeah. No, I didn't. Oh, but um, but what was it? White zombie. zombie. That's right. That that, version of that is really good. I don't know. I'm not a white zombie guy or a Rob Zombie guy. But you're a vocalist. Do you think you can sing? No, you can't not at sing, all. right? Not at all. How do you carve out a career for fucking 35 years? You can't sing. I don't know. Him and his brother managed to do it. His brother doesn't have a career. Yeah. They had one song, and I bought the record. There's one you're I regret. There's one I fucking Shit. regret. Shit. So I went to you're up. like shit because when that song got popular. I went to see them. I saw them with Trocadero. Shit. <laughs> Do you know who opened that show for them? Kid Rock. Static X. And Static X blew them off the fucking stage. All right. Because Static X is fucking cool. All right. We got, well, he's dead. They, he is. How many times in your life have you seen the fucking band Prong? Seen them? Yeah. Never. I Every never. concert I went to for two years... Prong opened. So I saw Prong come out and look like Metallica from the Black Record, yeah. right? Boring! Fine. That's how they open up for Sabbath. Okay. I come back, I see the Ozzy No More Tours tour. Again at the Tower Theater, same venue. Who opens up? Prong! Now their hair's a little shorter, right? Yeah. Then like another fucking six months goes by, I forget who I go to see. We were trying to see Danzig, but Danzig canceled. Somebody else played. And guess who opened up? Prong. With a shaved head prong, because now we're grunge prong. Fuck prong. Were they, uh, prong's biggest hit was the snapper. They didn't have a fucking hit. They're fucking prong. They were shit, man. Yeah. I fucking hate prong. You've seen them a lot then, huh? Many times, like, oh, God, it was so bad. Like, when you're a kid, you go early to the concert. Yeah. I'm like, I want to see everything. I want to see prong's whole fucking shit. And then the ticket wouldn't say prom. The ticket would be like, oh, some band like, sorry, so-and-so couldn't make it. Here's prom. Okay, cool. Fuck prom. You know what band I've seen open for other bands more times than anybody? <laughs> Who? Ready for this I one? am. Say hi to our friend Mel. He's watching. Our dear friend Mel from Meat Plow. I have seen Vicious Circle about a thousand times. How? Because they used to open every death metal show at the truck and i used to go to all of them with my friends who were hugely into death metal okay and vicious circle opened like every show okay i, I i've never seen i didn't know it was mel until years and years later well he didn't look like that back then and then he was like yeah, i was in vicious circle i'm like i've seen you play like a hundred six hundred and forty times yes <laughs> all right we're almost at the end, believe it or not. Sweet Jesus, we didn't even get to the one topic we were going to talk about. Did we have about a topic? Today. What was the topic? Cloning, because we ended the Oh my God, we had, a we had a topic! <laughs> you fucked up, man! We had, we had a topic and we never even got there. Who is your favorite live band ever? Ever. Oh my God, that's really hard. No, it's not. 
It is. It's not, though. You want to leave it on a cliffhanger? <laughs> no, no, I don't. So, favorite live band ever. All right. A lot of these have to do with circumstances. Okay, not just the band. It's just one just answer, though. I have a couple that are tied for first place. My first concert ever. The first concert I ever saw. I saw Pink Floyd at Veterans Stadium on Division Bell. <sighs> It was cool as shit because I've never been to a fucking concert before and blew my mind. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 170 of the Vex on Vex podcast. The Vex on Vex podcast is available on the Podbean application on your phone under the Loud and Loaded Network. David, thank you for your time. Always a pleasure, sir. When's an S Pistol Razor performance? There isn't one scheduled. Yes, there is. There is not. We have nothing on the schedule. Interesting. It could have been in May, but that's not another story. Anyway, that's us. Okay. There, that's there our show. Maybe be a forthcoming album in the, in, the, in the time. Fucking A. All right, so this is VexX and Dave telling you to stay frosty. Have a lovely evening, kids.